Life as we know has changed before our eyes. The changes and uncertainties can cause fear and anxiety to take over, except for those who have chosen to anchor themselves on the word of God and on the faithfulness of God. The spiritual rules over the natural. Therefore, we must wage good warfare. Evil is on the rampage, but the church will overcome. The kingdom of heaven will be established here on earth. We are thankful to the Lord who counted us worthy to see 2021 because we still have a purpose on earth. As believers, we must not fear like those who do not believe. Rather, we must watch and listen to hear and see what the Lord is saying and act on his word. We must remain sharp in the spirit and stand our ground as being part of the body of Christ, the church. More than ever before, the church needs to rise up and be strong in the face of adversity. You and I should be a voice of hope in a seemingly hopeless and panic-stricken situation. Remember that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The kingdom of heaven is advancing. More than ever, the body of Christ must show forth the manifold wisdom of God as he distinguishes us from the rest of the world. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that you said you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So we resist the forces of darkness and we keep advancing even in the spirit realm to decree a manifestation on earth in the name of Jesus Christ. We keep the mandate you gave in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, which says one day Jesus taught the apostles to pray one day, Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying and never to stop or lose hope. We pray for continued wisdom on the leadership of our church and the body of Christ to remain relevant to the congregation. We pray that no member will become lethargic this year, but that every part, every member of the body of Christ will be steered in the right direction. We pray that believers will not lose hope, but will focus on the word listen to God and be energized to pray. We declare according to Joel 2 and 7 that we will run like mighty men and we will climb the wall like men of war and we shall march everyone on his way and we will not break ranks. We declare the kingdom of God is advancing and none of us in the body of Christ will be faint but we will rise in power. We decree according to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and 9 that the effective door has been opened up unto the body of Christ and therefore we will proclaim the mystery of Christ to all with clarity. We decree and we declare that strategic and effective doors of ministry are open globally in nations and institutions for the body of Christ. We decree a global repositioning of people wealth and resources necessary for the accomplishment of divine assignment to the church according to Isaiah chapter 60 and from verses 10 to 12. Lord, we ask that you will continue to make us a shining light in darkness. We pray that the light of God will saturate the airways and envelope our region and we declare light comes into our city. We arise and shine and darkness is dissipated. The wisdom of God is released into our cities for every situation so that church will continue to triumph in difficult times. We declare that regardless of what comes around us, the church will not be shut down, the church will not be stifled, and the church will not be made mute. 
but rather in the times of difficulty. Father, you will give the grace and the wisdom for the church to continue to be a voice of encouragement and a voice of hope in dire times. We pray, O oh God, that you will preserve your body and that you will give us the wisdom to know how to keep advancing the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There will always be people who are not for you. They are simply enemies, whether private or public, whether foes or however they call themselves. They do not desire your good. But I want to declare and encourage you today that it doesn't matter how strong and how opposing they might have been or how long they might have been against you, with God on your side, he will destroy all your enemies. The Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 35 says, And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about you. This is our heart's cry, that at all times we'll be victorious over our enemies. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for redeeming our lives from destruction and crowning us with your loving kindness and tender mercies, according to Psalm 103. We thank you for executing righteousness in our favor, thereby making it impossible for the devil to capitalize on our mistakes. We bless you, O God, for the countless victories that you have given us and for the times that you lifted our heads above our enemies when they surrounded us. According to Isaiah 28 and verse 6, we ask for exceeding strength to turn the battle to the gate and pray that you will sustain our joy and praise in the midst of battle. We ask, O oh God, that you will arise as the book of Psalm chapter 68 verse 1 says, Arise and let my enemies be scattered. Father, let all those who hate me flee before you. We speak the word in Isaiah chapter 8 from verses 9 through to 10 and we say, associate yourselves, you will be broken. You may gather from far countries, gird yourself and strengthen yourself, but ye shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together and it shall come to naught. Speak the word and it shall not stand, for God is with us. Isaiah 25 and verse 5 says, Father, we will bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place. So we silence every demonic force speaking against our destiny and we decree that their proclamations are subdued like heat in a dry place by the cloud of your glory upon our lives. We release a tempest against all who seek our hurt and we declare that we will not hold our peace until a sentence is established against them. We call upon you, O Lord, to disgrace and expose every foe that disguises us, our friend. We ask that heaven will hasten the destruction of all stubborn enemies that have refused to back down. Let their feet sleep and let their doom come upon them suddenly in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare, according to Psalm 83, that we will not keep silent and we ask, O God, not to hold your peace and not to be still, O God, and rather make thy enemies a tumult. All those who have hated me, all those who have taken crafty counsel against me and consulted against me with hidden ones, Father, I ask that you will make them like a will, as the stubble before the wind, and as fire burneth the wood, and the flame setteth the mountains on fire. Father, fill their shame. 
fill them with shame, fill them with shame, and fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O God, by the time they see shame as a garment. Father, I ask, O God, that they will be confounded and troubled forever. Let them be put to shame and perish. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will arise, O God, and show up for me in the day of battle so that the enemy will know that you are on my side. Father, I revoke and scatter every evil counsel against me and my family. I command the angelic host to pursue all my adversaries and terrify them with tribulations. I ask that you will bring all those who are gunned up against me into dishonor, shame, and humiliation. I plead the blood of Jesus to annul every satanic covenant that has been contracted on my behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, O oh God, and I decree, I ask, Father, Lord God, that all those who mock me, Father, let them be mocked also. Lord, I pray that you will frustrate all those who are plotting my downfall and declare that they will be recipients of the evil they plan for me. I ask, O oh God, that you will set an ambush against all who have ganged up against me and make them turn on each other until they make an end of themselves. I decree that everyone who has set a snare for me will be caught in the snare. Father, I ask, O oh God, that you will arise and vindicate all who stand as accusers before me, and Father, put them to shame. O oh Lord, amplify the voices of those who desire my good, and silence the voice of the enemy, and confound and destroy the plans of the enemy, and all those who give themselves to working against your purpose and your will in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The way to not only get through life, but to be victorious is by the word of God. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every prophetic or proceeding word from the mouth of God. When God gets ready to save, heal, deliver, promote or bless, he sends forth his word. The prophetic word this year for us as church family is, The blessings of Abraham are already yours if you believe it. If we must see victories this year, we must fight and we must fight correctly using the prophetic word made over us as weapons and by then wage a good warfare as Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18, which says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Paul admonishes his son Timothy to take every prophetic word and declaration he had made over him as weapons of battle in the warfare concerning his life, ministry, and destiny. Prophetic words are weapons of warfare that are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds to ensure that every obstacle before you is overcome. Let us pray. Father, we come and we declare that your blessings are Father, we come and we declare 
that our blessings as promised by you will not elude us this year and it will come to pass in due time. According to Galatians 3.14 that says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We declare according to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 that you will continue to give us clear directions concerning decisions that need to be made to ensure our prosperity this year and beyond. We ask, O oh God, that you will determine our associations so that our destiny and destination will not be compromised. We speak the blessing over our lives and we reiterate that with Genesis chapter 12 verses 2 to 3 says, I will make thee a great nation, bless thee, Make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you, and curse those who curse you. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed through you. We reiterate and we speak over our life and family. The nine blessings released upon us for the year. And we insist that these blessings will be evidently manifested in every area of our lives. We declare we have divine direction. We will identify and get to the location and place of our commanded blessing. We declare we will experience God making us great and the blessing of God upon our lives. Our name, our brand, our identity, our reputation will be great. We will have great brand power. We come and we speak that you, O oh Lord, you will continue to protect our support systems and you will curse all those who curse us. Father, we ask that you will protect us from haters and their attacks. And that, Father, you will cause our endeavors and expressions to have global expression. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you will give us global prominence in the economy, government, entertainment, and spiritual sectors. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you will make us great people, even as you have ordained. Father, we come and we ask that as you spoke to Abraham and he departed and went with Lot in Genesis chapter 12 and 4, we ask, Father, for the grace to be obedient to every instruction and direction that you give. And we declare that as God hears and God doers, we will find our place of blessing. We decree according to Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, that if we can believe all things, all things are possible to him that believeth. And therefore we pray that our faith will remain strong and not waver because we believe your word. We declare that we will receive the blessings that have been promised and we will surely see the manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against every form of doubt, fear and unbelief that exists in our renewed mind and we replace them with the immutable word of God. We decree and we declare that Abraham's blessings are ours in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. The way to not only get through life, but to be victorious in life, is by the word of God. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every prophetic or proceeding word from the mouth of God. When God gets ready to save, heal, deliver, promote or bless, he sends forth his word. The prophetic word for us this year as a church family is the blessing of Abraham's already yours if you believe it. If we must see victories this year, we must fight and we must fight correctly. Using the prophetic word made over us as weapons, 
and by them wage a good warfare, as Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18, which says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Paul admonishes his son Timothy to take every prophetic word and declaration he had made over him as weapons of battle in the warfare concerning his life, ministry, and destiny. Prophetic words are weapons of warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds to ensure that every obstacle before you is overcome. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let us pray. Father, we come and we declare that your blessings, as promised, will not elude me this year, and it will come to pass in due season. According to Genesis 12 and chapter 1, when you told Abraham to get out of his country and his kindred and his father's people, I pray, Lord, that you will give me clear directions concerning decisions that I need to make to ensure my prosperity this year and beyond. I ask, O oh Lord, that you will determine my associations so that my destiny and destination will not be compromised. I speak the word according to Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 to 3, where you said, You will make me a great nation, you will bless me, and you will make my name great, and I will be a blessing. And you will bless those who bless me and curse those who curse me. And in all the families of the earth, they will be blessed through me. I come, O oh God, and I reiterate and speak over my life and family the blessings released upon us this year. And I declare and insist that they will be evident and manifested in every area of my life. I declare I have divine direction. I will identify and get to the location and place of my commanded blessing. I will experience God making me great. I will experience the blessing of God upon my life. My name, my brand, my identity, and my reputation will be great. I will have brand power. God will continue to protect me and my support systems. You will curse and curse those who curse me. Father, you will cause your divine protection to be around me, to shield me from haters and their attack. I pray, Lord, that you will cause my endeavors to have global expression, that I will have prominence in the place of the economy, the government, entertainment sector, and the spiritual sector also. I declare, O oh God, that as I follow you, you will make me into the great person that you have ordained for me to be. I speak the word according to Genesis chapter 12 and 4, as you told Abraham to depart and he went away with Lot. Father, I pray and I ask for grace to be obedient to every instruction and direction that you give me. I declare that as a God-hearer and a God-doer, I will find my place of blessing. I speak faith that will remain strong and not waver because I believe your word. And I declare, as it states in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, that as I believe, all things are possible to me who believes. Therefore, I declare, I will receive the blessings that you have promised and I will surely see the manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against every form of doubt, fear, unbelief that exists in my unrenewed mind and I replace them with the immutable word of God. I declare I have faith to rise above every challenge in my mind and overcome to a place of victory. I declare 
I release and I receive the blessings of Abraham into my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Being single is not a curse, neither should it be used for just waiting until one gets married. According to Jeremiah 1 and 5, the Bible states that before we were formed in our mother's womb, God called us and ordained us. God created us with purpose even before we were born. Our lives are for a purpose. Therefore, if we do not focus on being single, it can be an extremely significant fruitful and impactful season of life, more so when it's a season lived with a sense of calling and purpose. Marriage is not the ultimate prize for our lives, but Christ is. So let us live today in the moment. A lot of single people are not really single mentally. There is the need to purge oneself of negative mindsets on things like, at your age, no single guy of your age is gonna marry you. There are no more good women around. They just want you for what you can give. It's difficult to find a good man and all these negative statements. We need to purge ourselves of them and focus on the promises of God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end and not a harmful end. And so, Father, we come and we pray. I acknowledge you and that you have good plans for me plans to prosper me spiritually and not to harm me or afflict me with despair, loneliness, regret, dejection and all these negative emotions. But rather, your plans are to give me a hope and a future where I am fulfilled. I pray, Lord, that you will help my heart to be content in all situations during this season of life, even as it's stated in Philippians 4, 11. In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I pray, Lord, that you will help me forget the former things of the past, past hurts and experiences that can hinder me from stepping into my new God-ordained relationship and hope. And therefore, I enforce Philippians 3.13 in my life. I do not regard myself as having laid a hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I declare according to Psalm 68 and verse 6 that you have set me in the family. I thank you, Lord, that you have settled me. I pray, O oh God, that the recompense for the seed sown into my marriage, that you will give me a good reward of a good husband or wife suited to me. I ask, O oh God, just like you did with Ruth and you gave her favor, let me have your favor upon my life that I will be a source of comfort to my spouse and my spouse will also be a source of comfort to me. We pray that as men, Lord, you will cause us to have the wisdom and counsel to know how to identify and discern the woman that you have prepared as wife, just like you did, Abraham did for Isaac in the book of Genesis chapter 24. I ask that there would be a backing of heaven to cause about a consolidation of events and times to let me as a man know when it is time to get married. Father, I pray, O oh God, that you will grant the discernment and curiosity to inquire about the woman that is supposed to be my wife and she will not pass me by. 
Father, we come and we pray, O oh God, even as for the women, I ask that your grace will be upon us to be spouses, good wives unto our husbands. Cause the seeds that we have sown to our marriage to be recognized and amplified in the eyes of the man that I'm supposed to be married to, just like it was before Boaz with Ruth in Ruth chapter 2 and verse 10. Father, we thank you that you will bless us and you will grace us with the spirit of a husband or wife so that we can make the transition into the place of marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Marriage is the oldest institution in the world. God laid a foundation from the very beginning and it is a mirror of the unconditional love that Christ has for the church. When we understand this, that it is an unconditional commitment of love, our attitude and approach to and in marriage will be correctly postured to have an enjoyable marriage. Marriage is for a purpose. The moment you understand and accept that the reason for your union is beyond the physical benefits, then you become a formidable force on a mission. In all of this, it takes the grace and help of God and the regard and acceptance of your spouse. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. From verse 22 on, it admonishes the woman to submit to her husband, even as her husband submits to Christ, who is the head of the church. Proper respect and maturity in marriage is to accept and regard the other person and therefore submission to one another should be mutual out of love and regard for the other party and a desire to be Christ-like. The secret to a successful marriage is for a woman to be submitted to her husband simply by adapting herself to him and thereby it will make it easy to be in alignment and agreement with what the husband says. Even though this can be quite challenging, it can and should be done. When a woman recognizes that God puts a hierarchy in place and that her husband is the head and covering and by submitting to him, you are submitting to the Lord and making yourself available for his use, then God allows the blessing to flow down. Notice that the Bible instructs the woman to submit first to the man before he asks the man to love the woman. That means your posture to your husband determines how your husband will relate and regard to you. Ecclesiastics chapter 4 and verse 9 says two are better than one and they will have a good reward for their labor. Let us pray. Lord, we come and we ask for the grace to accept, regard, and when necessary, submit to my spouse. I declare that I have good reward of your labor in my marriage and that the full benefits will occur. I declare that I have good reward of my labor in my marriage and the full benefits will occur to me. I receive and enjoy the benefit of help and assistance of being in a marriage that my spouse will continually be a source of help and support. I pray that you will make me and my spouse our hearts tender 
towards you, O Lord, and that as we pursue you, we'll become more intimate with you, and that will draw us closer to each other as we pursue you and form a threefold cord that cannot easily be broken. Because you, Lord, are the third cord in our marriage, I declare that anything that tries to prevail against my marriage will be repelled speedily. I cry out for grace to be submissive as a woman. And I pray that, Lord, you will show me the areas in my life that need to be changed. Open my eyes and give me the understanding that marriage is for a purpose and an assignment that my husband has so that I can adapt myself to him. And this is for the men. We pray, O oh God, that you will, even as Ephesians says in chapter 5 from verses 25 to 26, that we should love our husbands as Christ loved the church. We pray that you will give us understanding of the love that Christ had for the church so that I can have the same understanding and with that love my wife. I pray for grace to overlook any actions she may do that will cause me to be reluctant to love her. Give me the grace to love, care, cherish, nurture, protect. Give me the grace to love, care, cherish, nurture, protect, provide, and direct her as I show her love. I ask, Father, that I will be able to groom her to be a better person, even by the actions in my life, being her bridegroom. Bless our home. Bless our union and bless our marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When God created man in the beginning, he gave man a mandate and told man to be fruitful. In other words, have children. Procreating is part of God's agenda to ensure that man continues to operate in dominion. Children are a heritage from the Lord. It is the Lord that gives children to ensure that his plan for mankind continues. Children are meant to be a source of joy, pride, and a defense, meaning that they will have the strength to deal with your enemies. Children are to be a delight and a support. However, it takes us depending on the Lord and his wisdom to raise children, especially in these times. And we must remember that each child has their own destiny or purpose. It is an awesome responsibility and a great privilege to be given the honor of parenting a child. The Bible in Psalm 127 from verses 3 to 5 it says, Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Let us pray. Our Father, we come and we thank you for counting us worthy to be parents and to be blessed with the responsibility of raising these precious children. We come and according to your word in Isaiah 54, that says our children will be taught of the Lord and they will be great in their well-being. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will be the mentor that our children will see in us. We declare that their peace and their well-being will be great, especially in these times. We pray that they will be firmly established in righteousness and they will be far from terror or the thought of it. 
according to Romans chapter 9 and 11, which says, For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. We pray and we enforce the precise purpose that you have for the lives of our children. And we speak life to every word that is spoken positively into their lives. We ask, O oh God, that you will surround our children with godly family members, just like you did with Eunice as a grandmother. And let their faith be strengthened in Christ, even by the godly family. We pray, O oh God, that they will have experiences that will lead them to genuine and unfeigned faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and they will find a place where the word of God will be brought alive in them. We pray that they will find their community of like-minded believers and will not be ashamed of the gospel of truth. We declare that there will be evidences of their faith in God by the wondrous acts in their lives. We ask, O oh God, that they will have the boldness to be great ambassadors of their faith and they will embrace their identity in Christ and they will be well-pleasing before you. We decree according to Colossians chapter 1 and from verse 9 that they will be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and they will walk worthy of you, O Lord, fully pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of you that they will be strengthened with all might according to your glorious power and they will have patience and long-suffering with, with which they will be rewarded with joy. We declare that our children are fruitful academically, socially, psychologically, in their careers and relationships. We ask that you will reveal yourself to them, that they will not be swept away by every wind of doctrine, and we declare that nothing will resist or derail them from being in the center of your will. We ask for joy and endurance. We ask for strength and endurance to keep at the battles of life and emerge victorious. We declare our labor over our children will not be in vain. They will know no shame. And the joy that they bring into our homes will never cease. We declare that their lives are filled with your glory, peace, joy, patience, long-suffering, goodness, self-control, faithfulness, happiness, wisdom, kindness, and understanding, and they prosper and in, uh, and in good health. We declare that their paths will continually lead them in the way of the Lord, and that glory and honor is their portion. We speak courage and grace and wisdom to them to engage and defeat every enemy of their forebears that there will be no carryover the things that have troubled or plagued their parents. We bless our children and we bless our children's children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are several promises in the Bible to reassure us that it is not God's desire for any of us not to be a parent or to be barren. Psalm 113 verse 9 states, He gives childless couples a family, gives them joy as the parents of children. Hallelujah. This is the message translation. In Genesis chapter 17 and verse 4, God said, 
My covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29 says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We want to pray and ask God's blessing upon those of us who are believing for the fruit of the womb. According to Genesis chapter 17, God says, I am the almighty God and my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. Abraham was 99 years old when God gave him this promise. To ensure that Abraham knew who he was promising, God described himself as the almighty El Shaddai, the one that is possible, the one that is capable of doing the impossible. Let us pray. We come today and we worship you as El Shaddai, as the God who can cause nature to do what is contrary to itself, the one who can override the deadness of a womb and a man's body, the one who can override what man has said is impossible, and you, O Lord, are the source of all fruitfulness and blessings. I declare that as Abraham's seed, that the promise of fruitfulness is to me, and I will be exceedingly fruitful, and out of me will come nations. I declare that this covenant will stand because of the new covenant that is ratified by the blood of Jesus. I bring the blood of Jesus to bear on any transactions that might have taken place by me, knowingly or knowingly, through my ancestors, that the consequence may be I am unable to bear children today, just like he was with Abimelech in the Bible. I bring the blood of Jesus to bear on any sin in my ancestry as that is serving as a hindrance to me having children. And I declare that I walk in the righteousness of Jesus and therefore the charges against me have been cancelled and taken away by the nailing of it to the cross. I speak and I declare that even as you are the righteous God, as you are the God Almighty, true and righteous, are your judgments according to Revelation 16 and 7. I ask for your judgment on anything standing against me having children, that you will execute justice in my favor, and so I receive your righteous decree. I declare according to Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, that God is on our side. How can I lose? If you didn't hesitate to put anything and everything on the line for me, embracing my condition and exposing yourself to the worst by sending your own son, is there anything else that you wouldn't gladly and freely give me? And so, Father, I come thanking you again for the assurance that I have that there is nothing that you will withhold from me and nothing that I will lose because you are on my side. I insist that because you have done everything possible for me to have a child, that I will have the children I desire and I receive the promise of fruitfulness. I come and I frustrate any demonic interference trying to hinder me from birthing my children. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over every spirit entity assigned to intercept the process of me bearing children. I plead the blood against you and I declare that you are not permitted 
to hinder the process of my conception and birthing in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and I declare that the conspiracies against me will not stand and I condemn every evil spoken word against me becoming apparent regardless of the source, whether it was pure or impure, medical or otherwise. I condemn it and I declare that my heritage is to be apparent. And therefore, as a seed of Abraham, I will become apparent in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you that I will become the joyful mother of many. Thank you that my wife will become the joyful mother of many. Thank you that I will become the joyful father of many. Thank you that my husband will become the joyful father of many. Thank you for your blessing upon us to become parents. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We all need money to live daily, but the true purpose of money is not just to live, nor to invest or acquire possessions. It is to establish God's covenant as stated in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, which says, But you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which is well unto your fathers as it is this day. God looks for the faithful that he can trust and then he allows the flow of wealth to them, knowing that they will allow the wealth to flow through them towards establishing his covenant and kingdom. Just like he did with Cyrus in Isaiah 45, because he was going to be instrumental in delivering the Jews out of their captivity, God needed Cyrus properly resourced and therefore God knew that he could afford for the resources to come to Cyrus. God will pass resources through you when he knows that you are a kingdom supporter. Isaiah chapter 41, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 1 says, This is what the Lord says to his anointed to Cyrus, king of Persia, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him, and I will ungird the loins of kings, disarming them, to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. God speaks to his anointed, that is to you and me, and informs us that he has subdued the nations so that we already have ease and favor to possess wealth. He's done this by unarming and ungirding the loins of kings. Kings are those who possess great wealth, power, and influence. Normally, there is a barrier, a protection, a defense, a security, around one's wealth. Gates represent access and trading points in the olden days. So when God says our gates will not be shut, he's saying the flow of wealth to us will not be stopped. Wealth can be obtained through transactions, goods and services, and it can also be intellectual knowledge. With this understanding, let us pray. Our Father, we come and we ask that you will supernaturally ungird the loins of those who have wealth favor and access to the wealth that needs to come to me. I petition that heaven, in your wisdom, God, you will cause the great people to be unguarded before me, that they will... I petition heaven... I petition heaven that in your wisdom, Lord, 
The great people that I come into contact with will be unguarded before me and they will cause me to have access to their source of greatness, whether it be their way of thinking, their resources, their templates and their contacts. I decree, according to Isaiah 45 and verse 2, that the doors of bronze have been shattered. Everything that represents a resistance to me possessing my wealth, I declare that the bars of iron have been cut through and I'm able to go to my next level of wealth. I speak the word according to Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 3 and I ask Lord that you will illuminate my mind and give me a mind expanding experience that every form of darkness clouding my ability to have foresight and innovation will be taken away. I command the treasure of darkness to be opened and the treasures of the heathen to become mine. I ask that you will give me direction and supernatural insight to see the things that are hidden in to see the things that are hidden riches in secret places that the normal eye cannot see and even the riches that are hidden in the earth's cross and the invisible realm. I ask O oh God that the blessing upon my life will be evident that people will know it is your hand upon me. I pray, O oh God, that as you decreed in Isaiah chapter 45 and 14, that great men of stature who are well established in trading, whether in the corporate or business world, that the blessing upon my life will make me attractive to them and they will desire to come into partnership with me and submit to me. I speak and I say my gates will continually be open. They will not be shut by day or night. I declare that the opportunities to bring wealth and increase into my account will be constant even by great owners of wealth according to Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 11. I declare, O oh God, that the resources of the earth to cover the expenses for everything I need to qualify me to be the best in my sector, that the earth pays it just like it happened, Pharaoh paying for Moses' upkeep. I ask, O oh God, that you will continually to be with me. I ask, O oh God, that you will continually be with me like you were with Joseph, that regardless of whether he was in the pit, in the prison, Wherever he was, Father, he rose to the top. I declare that as I serve in my place of work, on that board, in that company, in that business, that my contribution will not be overlooked, but acknowledged and rewarded with increase and promotion. I say the wealth that belongs to me, I possess it through the wisdom of God. I will not lack. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.